You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-year-plus partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities and solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. You know, one of my coworkers had come to me and said, "Hey, we're we're hearing about this salt stack vulnerability that's going around, and there are systems being compromised on the internet. Do you know anything about it?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I've actually never heard of salt stack before." That's Larry Cashdollar. He's a senior security response engineer at Akamai Technologies. The research we're discussing today is titled "Salt Stack Vulnerabilities Actively Exploited in the Wild." So the first thing was to go and start looking at what SaltStack was. Uh, I hadn't used it before, and it turns out that it's a um, it's like a management system for other systems. Hmm. Um, it's it's like an infrastructure uh, automation software where you can use it to you know deal or, or manage your systems, um, you know push configurations. Um, update services, things like that, your collection of systems on your network. Hmm. And, you know, I hadn't ever used it or heard of it. So the next thing was to try and collect information about what was going on. Um, I had a friend who had his system compromised send me some of the binaries that he had found. He sent me some of the scripts that I used to collect some of the other binaries and, and scripts that he didn't see on his system. And then I began investigating, you know, what systems were being targeted, what were they being targeted with, how were they being, you know, was their persistence being established, what were the uh, perpetrators actually doing on the system. And, and then uh, I was pointed to a Slack channel where there was a group of SaltStack uh, users and researchers that were investigating the same thing I was. 
So I jumped on there and started, you know, getting information from them, sharing information, and just uh, trying to help them decipher what the malware was doing. Um, And we were sharing samples with each other, sort of like a collaborative community thing. And then uh, I had issued an, uh, you know, uh, I sent out a blog post just to alert the internet as a whole, you know, Akamai customers as a whole as to what was going on. And that if you were indeed running SaltStack, that you needed to patch it immediately and possibly investigate Make sure that you know your system had been compromised already, already because there were widespread attacks that had already been published in the news, and, and there were already some major sites had been compromised. So uh, it was an active attack, and trying to just help people who were affected get their systems cleaned up and patched, and, and people that were unaware to make them aware that hey, you know this this vulnerability is actively being stored on the internet, and if you're running this, you need to patch it immediately. Well, can you describe to us uh, what the vulnerability is and, and how it was being exploited? So the vulnerability was disclosed by researchers at F-Secure. There were two vulnerabilities. One was remote code execution, and the other is a, uh, I think it was a path traversal. And I had zeroed in on the remote code execution because that was the most interesting one. So what this would do is it would bypass authentication and allow a malicious user to execute code or, or yeah, code on the, on the salt stack system as root. And that was pretty severe. That's, that's the most severe vulnerability you can really have with the system is, is just mm. unauthenticated code execution as, you know, system administration level user. So this is the type of vulnerability that attackers are really looking for. So it was only a matter of time a short amount of time in this case where they started abusing it. And because I believe that, you know, the salt stack systems themselves are probably relatively beefy systems. They're probably uh, multi-core CPUs, plenty of disk and RAM. These systems were targeted for crypto mining software. So a piece of malware that we saw initially was called um, salt store. And what it would do is it would, it would kill off, other possible pieces of malware, but, but it would also kiss, kill off any sort of services that were using resources or resource-intensive services on that system, and then begin mining um, malware. They would install a copy of uh, XMR miner and begin mining um, cryptocurrency. So hmm. that was what these guys were mostly fighting. It had a remote access tool where it would set itself up in cron and pull down a script from uh, a remote server and then execute that script every minute in cron to ensure, you know, it had some sort of persistence on the system. And then if there was any commands being issued, they could be pulled through this, this, you know, HTTP request to this script that was being executed and run from the remote server. There were, last I knew, five different versions of this, each version more malicious than the next. So this, you know, this piece of malware actually went through like a development cycle. You know, initially there wasn't any persistence, and then the developer of this malware created some sort of persistence using cron, and then uh, you know it wasn't actually killing off every single possible piece of Linux malware. So it, they kept adding different things to look on the system for and kill. Um, eventually, it was flushing IP tables firewall um, rules with IP tables dash app. So, you know, the, the, clearly the, the person who developed this was 
developing and testing and making adjustments to their malware as uh, they went along. So it was it was an interesting thing to investigate and work on. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, thing you mentioned here that that I think is a, a little bit of side information, but is worth mentioning that scans revealed that that uh, about six thousand deployments of salt were exposed to the internet, and that's that's shouldn't be. Yeah, I, typically the salt uh, stack stuff was usually on an internal network, and I think perhaps folks had installed it and then accidentally left it exposed to the internet because it, it really should be something that is kept on an internal network and firewalled off from the rest of the internet. Hmm. So in addition to uh, patching, perhaps uh, checking to checking that is, is probably a good idea as well. Yeah, you know, it, it makes sure that your services are, are firewalled off from folks that shouldn't be accessing them or using them. And, uh, you know, if you've got something that's not supposed to be on the DMZ, you really should make sure that it's not on the DMZ. Because some of these services seem to be not as hardened as services that are normally offered uh, out on the Internet as a regular thing. So. And so far, it's primarily been crypto mining that, that you've seen? Yeah, that's, that's, that's really what I've been seeing. Um, it's, it's all been crypto mining malware. Uh, hopefully folks have gotten their systems fixed up and patched so that they can get ahead of this before other pieces of malware start to be developed and added to the uh, list of things that they're installing on vulnerable salt, hacks, salt stack systems. Is it fair to say, I mean, if, if they can execute code and they have root access, then I suppose the sky's the limit on the possibilities of what they could do. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, if, they've, if they've got root, then uh, they can... You know, destroy the system, exfiltrate data. Actually, I think the last thing that I had heard was uh, they were beginning to start to exfiltrate data off of these systems. So they were copying mm-hmm. files off. So it's it's really, really something that you need to get ahead of and patch and firewall off and make sure that your system is secure uh, if you're running SaltStack. And so the bottom line here, uh, I suppose, is uh, is patching, right? Yep, patching, you know, keeping an eye on your vendor, vendors notifying their customers when a new patch comes out, and then, uh, you know, especially working with vulnerability disclosures, um, you know, vendors should really work with, you know, security researchers and folks that, you know, disclose vulnerabilities and then create a timeline of, of, you know, when the patches will be ready, notifying your customers of those patches, and then when that vulnerability is going to be publicly announced, giving your customers a chance to patch systems uh, before an exploit is widely, you know, being used on the internet for it is is a, a plus. Yeah, it's interesting to note also that uh, one of the victims of this noted that um, the cryptocurrency mining had spiked their CPUs, which is one of the things that alerted them that they had an issue. Yeah, uh, crypto mining is is very CPU intensive. So if if folks are noticing resources on their systems spiking, specifically CPU, uh, that they don't normally expect, uh, you know, if you're like, hey, my my backups normally run at 1 a.m., why is my CPU spiking at 8 p.m.? It might be something to investigate. Our thanks to Larry Cashdollar for joining us. The research is titled Salt Stack Vulnerabilities Actively Exploited in the Wild. 
We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the dark net, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. The Cyberwire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing Cyberwire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.